Um, where's Mr. Marlowe? Oh, look, there's a note on his desk. Dear class, what the hell are you still doing here? Uh, if you morons didn't realize it's summer break, it's clear we're dealing with a serious attention deficit dis- Oh my god, it's summer break! No, it can't be. It is! Then what are we still doing here? Let's ditch and go swimming in the old quarry. Last one there is the one kid every year who dies swimming in the old quarry. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> Jamie, you coming? I can't. I have to go to CCD this summer. My mom says if I don't go through confirmation, I won't be put in the nice part of heaven. And I'm kind of worried that my soul Hey, won't... look, sorry, Jamie, our book report is kind of long already, and I love you, but I'm gonna go. Wait for me, fellas! <laughs> well... I guess it's just you and me now. Listen to this, Monsignor, right on the front page. Another series of gruesome vigilante murders last night. Oh, hush. I'll hear none of that. Four men, all with connections to the drug trade, were shot, stabbed, and brutally bludgeoned to death. And it happened right outside our parish. Stop! Uh-uh! Don't tell me! But an eyewitness confirmed that the vigilante, dressed like a priest, threw daggers shaped like crucifixes and screamed, Peace be with you, and you be in pieces, before escaping into our clergy house. Hallelujah-la-la-la! I'm not listening! Oh, hello? Who's there? Oh, if it isn't little Jamie Kennedy. Come in, child, come in. This is Jamaican. I, this is... <laughs> I love Casey's shape-shifting accents. Yes. A man of a million voices, even if he wants to do one. A mozzarella. A pizza pie. Mar- it's it's a me, Mario. Mario. It's okay. a Mario. Sergio Carbucci. Carbucci, okay. Hello, who's there? Oh, if it isn't little Jamie Kennedy. Come in, child, come in. Hello, Monsignor. Hello, Father. Don't be scared. It's all right. Father Daniel was just leaving. You're on confessional duty because Father Daniel called in sick. Oh, but Monsignor... No buts. I'm a short-staffed, and it's a part of your covenant to the Lord our God. Stupid Lord and my stupid covenant. I heard that. <laughs> anyway, Miss Kennedy, what brought you out of Sister Marlowe's CCD class to see me? Did you not like today's VeggieTales tape depicting the parable of the unfaithful and thus dismembered slave, as told by Jesus in all his cabbage-like divinity? It's not that. I, I kind of got kicked out of class. Again. Oh, what the fool, my child? It's just... I just wanted to talk about the Netflix horror series Midnight Mass, okay? Oh, I see. I'm sorry if that's wrong, Father, but it's my new favorite thing. It has totally re-energized my relationship to Catholicism. I mean, we say we ingest the blood and the body of Christ to gain everlasting life. Are we not a vampire cult? What if Jesus was just a vampire with 12 apostles under his thrall? And I think that's sweet. He wasn't killed with a wooden stake, but he was killed with wood. 
and stakes. <laughs> My faith has been born anew in the light of midnight mass, but Sister Marlowe just said I committed heresy and told me to stand in the hall. Well, I'm a happy you have a new excitement for your faith. A Netflix series is not yet accepted canon. <laughs> well, we know the Son of God rose on the third day, there is no liturgical evidence to support he was in bat form when he rose, even if it was from out of a cave. So you're saying there's no such thing as vampires? Well, uh, uh kinda. Monsignor, is there something you're not telling me? You shall not tell a lie, remember? You're right. <laughs> but we can't talk here. If you want to know the whole thing, I'll only talk in the confession booth. That sacramental seal of a confession works both ways, you know. Snitches get excommunicated. <laughs> All right, Monsignor. Continue, my son. So with the edge of my knife finally sliding through her taut flesh, I felt the first spray of blood hit my face, and it was like I were born anew. Okay, okay, time's up. Spectacles, testicles, you know the drill. A couple Hail Marys, you're one of the good guys again. Okay, out you go, out you go. And wait a minute, Father Daniel? I thought I told the Father Daniel to man the booth. He asked me to cover for him because he was going to help Father Daniel eliminate the organizers of the underground fighting. Uh, la la la, not listening. Okay, out you go. Bye, goodbye. Okay. See if I remember how to do this. Uh, forgive me, CCD student, for I have sinned. All right, Jamie. The truth is, Midnight of Mass is not the first time the Catholic Church has tangled with vampires through darkly ironic Eucharistic metaphors. In fact, back in 1992, in this very Los Angeles diocese, the Monsignor before me, His Eminence Eric Estrada, guided this diocese through a very dark time. There was a man known as the Vampire of L.A. He was a murdering women by draining them entirely of their blood and sometimes injecting them with something, maybe his blood, Maybe just using the injection to create a tiny hole to suck the blood out of. Also, he got really booby-grabby, you know? Was he an actual vampire? Like our Lord Jesus Christ, we can't know for sure. But his victims were all too real. How did they stop him? Luckily, a priest had just arrived at the diocese. His name was Father Daniel. And what he lacked in human charisma and empathy, he made up for with a strict adherence to the catechism and the ability to kill without mercy. I'm becoming Detective Tarek. This is... <laughs> they all go back to it Tarek. All goes, all roads I, lead to I, Tarek. I've never really been able to shake Tarek, I don't think. It seems he was packing a whole host of themed weapons, crucifix throwing knives, a gold Romeo plus Juliet gun, even priestly ninja stars. After killing the city's ever-expanding rapist population, the slightly more famous yet decidedly lesser white half of a drug-slash-money-running gang, and just a, like a, some strip club employees... He turned his special set of skills on the vampire. How was a priest able to kill people? That's murder. Well, no. He'd give each of his victims the canonically recognized half a second to repent, 
before ventilating the wretched scumbags. <laughs> that's not murder. Plus, he was a psychic or something. So that's kind of like being given the thumbs up from God, right? Like, come on. Wait, a psychic? What was he, a mutant? A mercenary? Who was this guy? I honestly could not tell you. She would not believe how many priests they just to move around on us. I don't know anything about these guys, and I don't want to know what they've done, who they've done it to. <laughs> to be honest, I'm not sure some of these guys are a priest. Or more importantly, really a named Daniel. Hello? <laughs> Is there a Monsignor in the house? I'm Father Daniel. Blessed may he be who comes in the name of the Lord, but I came all the way from Rome, and boy, I'm, I'm tired. Uh, can I get an oi, men? <laughs> Hey, it's a you from the end of the movie, right? Doesn't Joshua look just like the guy at the end of the movie? This was all leading <laughs> Am up. I the only one who's recognized that Josh looks exactly like Father Daniel too at the end of the movie? Like when they opened the door and he was like, hey, I'm Father Daniel. I'm like, that's Josh, right? We all were just like, that's Josh, right? I love that this book report was just to dunk on me and Josh. <laughs> There is a cancer in our streets. Hey, sugar, what are you looking for tonight? Rumors got it, you got the best Peruvian marching powder in town. There is a line between good and evil. Why don't you get on your knees and show us how you pray? Now it's time to take the streets back. Playtime's over, boys. Time to go home. 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 Last night in downtown L.A., an estimated $15 million of cocaine went up in smoke due to a mysterious individual. In his left hand, a Bible. In his right hand, a gun. There was another one of those horrible murders. They found this girl drained of her blood. Now, a psychopathic killer a new friend. is on a cannibalistic rampage. God forgives, but I don't. you know that all I wanted to talk about for this movie was more Midnight Mass? How dare you? Eventually, Jamie will turn this into a Midnight Mass podcast. Yeah. Uh, wait, can we start Can we start a podcast called Midnight Mass Holes? Yeah! It's, it's all people from fucking, fucking Southie talking about Midnight Mass. Yeah. <laughs> fucking priests of vampire. Yeah. That's for sure. Kill the dog, dude. Don't worry, through God... All things are possible, and we will, I'm sure, end up talking about Midnight Mass at some point. <laughs> but before we do that, uh, all rise. Time to do the roll call. Josh Ross. <laughs> wow, this movie sucked more than Project Vampire and had approximately as many vampires. <laughs> Gregory Hansen. And remember, horror fiends, whenever you see a close-up of Father Daniel's eyes, put on your 2D glasses <laughs> to get the most out of our two-dimensional storytelling convention you are about to see. <laughs> and Jamie Kennedy. Okay, a cleric monk multi-class feels like way too OP a build. <laughs> but considering Father Daniel doesn't pick up on any of the DM's plot hooks for at least half the movie, maybe he nerfs himself just fine. <laughs> and I'm Casey Regan. 
Uh, fucking hallelujah, guys. This movie was a, like... <laughs> Don't you dare this, say it. Don't you dare say it. This was Hosanna in the highest <laughs> echelon of video high movies. This cast was a veritable who's who. And also, when and why. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's more of a how. How? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, the most important thing about this movie to me as a raised Catholic is it answered the number one question of... Hey, where do those priests go when they go back into that little door to the house that they live in? And it's actually this really <laughs> shitty apartment in Van Nuys. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's even worse than that. It's like grandma's house. <laughs> it, it, it's got doilies and frills. I mean, to be fair, who do you think grandma is modeling after? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's it's both the priests and Eric Estrada and Jan Michael <laughs> Vincent. Senior yes. also lives there. <laughs> and Myrna. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about Grandma's house. Grandma's uh-huh. modeling her house after priests and also Eric Estrada and Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Why do you think so many grandmas are named Jan? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree. This is the best thing I've ever watched. Are it's you so great. Insane? It's so this great, Josh. I loved every moment every single syrupy second of this god no i don't i josh i actually you have to articulate right now in order to keep this podcast going (laughs) why you don't like it because otherwise the rest of this episode is just going to be me and casey going oh my god you remember when oh my god that was so (laughs) good okay do I have to articulate it? Because nothing in the movie was articulated. <laughs> How much of the dialogue could you actually understand? I'm sorry. Did Don Stroud's fucking D- D- Don Rickles on all of the drugs impersonation not? This movie was so... There's a lot of movies that I have in my collection... That could be described as bat shit. And this fucking ate that bat shit shouted out as a bat. It's this movie is top one. Oh no. <laughs> this was so No, Jamie, back me up. No, here. yeah. Uh I mean it was mostly um hard to follow, I will say. What? For me, what? What? Yo, what, what are you talking about? Follow? Don Stroud is sucking all the blood out of all the women of uh, yes, L.A. Yes, I got that, yes. <laughs> and confessing to it to our ass-kicking priest. Multiple but times. But he can't follow him because then the movie would be over too quickly, <laughs> right? so he has to side quest for a couple, that's for the, a couple that's of times. That's the crazy thing. He just and, lets him go halfway through the movie. We have said ass-kicking priest, who is willing to kill in the name of God, but also respects the, like, sacramental seal of confession. <laughs> yes. Like, like once the vampire came in and confessed his sins, that was gravy, baby. That's, that's forgiven. How many people, <laughs> how many people tell Father Daniel, spiritually or no, that he is not the right hand of, like, I thought at some point God was literally like, <laughs> Daniel, you need to cool it. He did, did he? <laughs> like, something did. A light told him yeah, to he's chill like, the fuck out. Chill out. You are not Listen, the right. He's like, mm, I'm good. Y'all, God can tell him whatever the fuck you want. He also gave him psychic abilities and a lot of people to come in and be like, hey, I've never been to confession, but I'm about to spill all of the beans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has been five years since my last confession. Here's the next scene you need to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also confused, I think, that two people, 
I'm not naming names, but two people who are a part of a, a say a B movie podcast are like, ooh. This B movie is inconsistent with its magic. It's like, <laughs> sorry, hey, I guys. I will forgive a yeah. litany of sins for anything enjoyable. Uh, I need to okay. enjoy. Whoa, sorry. What's kickboxing Whoa. Whoa. priest was not enjoyable. Okay, one or two kickboxing thing scenes, and he breaks a table that was already two tables. Like, I'm sorry, Josh. On. That's how movies are made. Yeah. <laughs> this, you do you think that when people kick through doors in movies, that those doors aren't already broken? That they're just breaking through all? They're just wasting <laughs> no, but all you these don't doors. Show that's ex- the door ajar a from its frame, a good foot okay. away from it. <laughs> I just thought of it as like a mir- one of Christ's miracles, because there was o- <laughs> at, at first there was only one table, and it was, seemed to be not enough to sell the effects but (laughs) also i give this movie a red card for criminal underuse of robert zadar i criminal underuse of everybody yeah fucking jam michael vincent gets up who apparently, I, uh, according to what I read, showed up to set stoned out of his mind and like couldn't even read really? the read the lines that they had printed inside the newspaper yeah. for him to read. <laughs> for sure. Okay, that's this whole out. part of the movie is him reading the newspaper to the audience. Yeah. That's all he does until yes. he gets stabbed in the neck. <laughs> of scenes we've seen. And then being shushed by Eric Estrada. Then Eric Estrada shushes him every time. Yeah, and then Chips he's is fucking taking down Airwolf. Yeah, <laughs> and then is stabbed to death by a naked psychopath in a confession booth. Oh my god! This is a great movie. Um, I will give you guys that much. I think I did. I started this movie off on the wrong foot uh, because when we were starting to watch it, we had a friend over who wasn't leaving just yet, and she was like, "Well, I'm gonna finish this thing. You guys can start your movie." And then oh, the movie boy. just kind of like starts <laughs> with, like three back to back assaults of women, and in that yeah. moment, I felt like seen and called out and it felt very masturbatory and then like I just I think that put me off on the wrong foot (laughs) Jamie you should not be masturbating to this movie It's it's just like the cold light of day shining on you when when you're there and like yeah. you're not just in the safety of your podcast there is a stranger <laughs> there as well and you're like ah uh. you felt observed much like the catholic god your friend was there yeah. not to judge but she did see she saw yeah. everything <laughs> <laughs> It was really like rapes just jumped out of nowhere. It did. Like, it did. We like stepped into a forest and it was like it's like what about the ROUSs? Um uh, <laughs> Rape is what, some unusual. What, the, what the, the rapes of ubiquitous settings? I don't think they exist. Rape. I also am in love I just Okay, the movie, of course, takes place in L.A. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we start middle of nowhere, dirt roady type places. And, you know, o- Otis, our vampire of L.A., is trying to drink the blood, I guess, of sure. a woman. <laughs> what do you want me to do first? What game do I play? Uh, what the fuck did you do that for? And then she she fucking hits him in the nads, starts running, and runs into 
another rapist. Sorry, no, 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 not into a rapist, but into a drunk Alabaman, like <laughs> so, like a fucking Cajun who's just like sh- shooting swamp rats or whatever. And yeah. then and then the woman finds him and he goes, mm, I guess it's raping time now. Like it's. <laughs> Like, Crazy. Like, where? Where are? To the right. point well, where they're then, to the, the point when her original rapist then saves her, and she's like, "Wow, so glad you saved me." There's some real psychos out there, and then he proceeds to kidnap her, and, and she apologizes to him. Yeah, like says, know. "I was nervous." It's tough out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, this movie did seem to keep making the choice where all the female victims would take a moment to sort of acquiesce in that sort of panicked I'm about to die way of being like I'll be your girlfriend I'll be good and yeah. none of them are rewarded for that oh. <laughs> <laughs> they are all brutally murdered. Dry. brutally murdered no 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 oh. not only murdered well, not brutally murdered <laughs> They are very inefficiently murdered <laughs> I guess all murder is brutal but it's true but not all murder is inefficient. Father Daniel does the brutal murders. Our killer <laughs> does very You're slow, right. More silly so murders. Serial killer. Oh yeah, and he puts the cereal in cereal. Killer. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> that oh was my, my favorite god. moment of the that entire film. That was amazing. I will give you that. <laughs> Why don't you get on your knees and show us how you pray? Play time's over, boys. Time to go home. I think I hear your mother calling. Well, I guess you could say I'm her salvation. Okay, Father Daniel. Yeah, it's crazy because they're. The movie starts with an assault, then cuts to another assault. It was like such a crazy cut. It was like, hey, they recast the lady as a blonde and the villain as three people. Yes, yes. <laughs> that is bananas. It's, I mean, it's not only bananas, but also, I mean, okay, we do have to say it. Unfortunately, Casey, Jamie, and I, uh, in our college years, accidentally committed a bit of plagiarism. Uh, <laughs> unknowingly, unwittingly. La, 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 la. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. I'm Eric Estrada. I'm not listening. I'm not listening. We made a short film called Thy Kill Be Done about ass-kicking nuns uh, cleaning up the streets. And in the first five minutes of the movie, one of the bad head, you know, goon guys in this movie makes a joke that our same main villain made a sort of off the cuff. It's such an obvious religious-based joke that it was not even written and it was also written into this movie and that's that just I, I've never felt so seen. Wait, I, I wait, I kinda missed it. What did they say? The he knees. goes he, it's, Yeah, he goes, Yeah, get on your knees and show us how you pray. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> hey, I'd rather watch that kill be done a hundred times than this movie. I, that's a mistake. That's a mistake. Yeah, I appreciate you saying that, Josh, but as the creators, I I have no problem saying Far, far inferior to the Divine Enforcer. The Divine Enforcer is brilliant. It's so good. I really don't get it. I really don't know. I am like flabbergasted. Father Daniel is such a hilarious character. If anything, if we can call him that, yes. I wish the movie we made fun exploitation short, but we we tried 
at least in our own humble ways, to give some dimension to the nun characters to sort of, uh, you know, make them seem like real in this moment. I think that was a mistake. I think (laughs) making just a sort of video game protagonist is super funny. (laughs) A video game protagonist who's fed information by video game NPCs who are just like, Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. Right. Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. I've never come to confession. Father, forgive me. And, and you just, and like, A, accept. A, accept. Yeah. Did you read the newspaper the previous day of your own exploits, player? Press A to newspaper. I'm sorry, the vampire's in a different confessional booth. <laughs> okay, I do like his gear, his gun, with the cross on the handle and his, yeah. his shurikens and his knives. So Those far, you've listed cool. a lot of things so far you in the liked. first 10 minutes that you like. Yeah. It's yet... funny, you seem to like a lot okay. of stuff. Here, I guess the, my, my question is, what did you want? What could, <laughs> characters. What, what? Yeah, why do you watch cinema if not for this? Like, the nonsense is does I, not bring your these boys to the yard. I yeah. like, no, I think... I need one of two things. I need either crazy characters or uh, oh, wow. well, yeah, yeah. you can't you can't, uh, character. Yeah. can't be- call one of these people a character. I dare you. Wait. Okay, I'll give you the serial killer. I'll give you Otis. Oh, yeah. Otis. Yeah, I was like Otis, I was Otis like- is a character. <laughs> but not the protagonist. If give me a crazy protagonist character or give me crazy stupid action stuff non stop. I don't want a second of film. On anything else, if your goal is to make stupid action, give me everything, I, I, just action all the time. You, you're going to have to explain how this is not that. Yeah. You mean the large swaths of the movie that take place in a confessional booth? <laughs> uh, okay. I think there is, I think we're now, there is a re- religious cultural divide between us now. I didn't want to make it about this, but... <laughs> Josh, that confessional booth, plenty of action. A dramatic, <laughs> emotional action. Also, might not mean it's nonstop action, but every time we're in that room with Eric Estrada, Jan Michael Vincent, and our protagonist, and they're just shooting the shit, I'm this is the best. Oh, no. And then and Judy Landers, yes. who's just there to fill the fucking OJ oh glass God. back up. It's <laughs> insane. It's just people standing around and nothing's happening. What's Myrna's role? I, you know, again, I was raised Catholic and I cannot think of any Myrna equivalent in the world that uh, that I saw. Sorry, you didn't. Your your church didn't just have like a pencil skirted babe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the buxom maid that the diocese, the archdiocese came to the church. Hello, I'm Father Daniel. Admittedly, maybe I didn't have the religious association that y'all did, 
But I didn't have any. I just love this as a pure, complete, and utter nonsense. As a religious this, experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is my religion. I would be religious. If they showed me this and went, yeah, I would go, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't even know what. Okay, uh, let me compare this to a movie I preferred that we watched. Catcher. Ugh. So the Catcher had interesting kills. That is a crazy uh, Yeah, statement. this is this is wild. This is wild, Josh. <laughs> this and movie I, is a nothing. I just don't see how you're not getting the delight out of the the presentation of Father Daniel as like holy, as divine, as as if he is not just blowing people away yeah. is what's funny. While wearing a short sleeve shirt, I don't know about you, but I would never trust a priest who never wore sleeves. <laughs> no, that's how you know he's a cool priest, though. He's the kind of priest that like turns a chair around and raps with the CCD kids. Yeah, it just sort of ruled. It like the it, CD and CCD. Okay, <laughs> I, now I'm wondering, I'm wondering if, honestly, a lot of the disassociation I have is because I didn't grow up Catholic. And only representations I've had of any kind of priest and any interaction I've ever had with a priest is through film and television. So I have no preconception of what a I priest don't know, actually is. They're, like, they're all am. a lot like this. They are. Yeah. <laughs> also, I did not grow up religious at all. And, and I, I did. I did I did grow up Catholic, but I think my disassociation does come from playing the the woman card of just like wall to wall brutalization a little too much for me and no characterization and no characterization for it like Kim comes in a little too little too late for me also Kim's we have we will talk about Kim's whole deal but the the giant lollipop and propeller beanie were <laughs> way too much of a character choice, I think. <laughs> I'm, I'm, hearing, I'm hearing what you're saying. What's the note behind I, the note? What's the note I behind the note, Greg? I think the problem is you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking you know, that. You might not be wrong. Yeah, it's, we're, we're no, too the, square. Okay. The, no, the problem is what you're looking for is not what this movie does. Fair. Okay, what you're yeah, looking right. for is real things and what this movie does <laughs> is dumb shit yeah and this is wall-to-wall dumb shit like i said it's like but i like, like dumb it's shit. interesting that you say the catcher i know that's why it's crazy that you don't like this but like you say the catcher because the best thing about the catcher is joe estevez <laughs> going absolutely ham bullshit for five minutes of the movie and that's what Don Stroud is doing, but for like forty yeah. minutes. Oh, of I have this no movie. notes on Don Stroud no, or, or Otis. His char- character actor, part and parcel, great. Maybe is so great. Maybe if we were to cut out the twenty-five minutes of this movie dedicated to the drug bust, maybe then. So that we would lose. I'm sorry, we're gonna yeah. lose Jim Brown. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. lose Robert Zadar. <laughs> <laughs> You, or like better integrated, like I think that's maybe the disconnect. Where... Better? You want it to be better? You want this terrible movie to be better? Is this is guys? I'm just saying. Why are we even doing this podcast? Why are we even I, doing I yeah. What are we doing for? What are we doing? <laughs> I want. It's gonna be. This is this is the Greg. This is Greg's Jim Kramer episode. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. If we're if we're getting into the drug deal scene, it opens with a sexy process server giving a subpoena to Jim Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Very I'm funny way to start Also 99% scene. sure that is Tanya York. Awesome. Oh, really? Gr- I'm pretty oh, sure that that the is. the producer? 
Yeah, I'm pretty and writer. I'm pretty sure it is. Hilarious person to walk in, give conflict to a character who will be gone in the next scene. <laughs> <laughs> who will not there this obstacle will not need to be overcome. There's a suitcase of cocaine. Or as Robert Zadar calls it, Peruvian marching powder. Yeah, yeah he does. <laughs> sure does. Love what? that. Sure does. And then, yeah, they're Good doing Lord. a suitcase of cocaine for a suitcase of money. Yeah, classic. And I was so amazed by Robert Zadar. I mean, you always must be. But, like... He's a really good actor. He's like a really good performer. He's he got like put what I want in these movies, which is like drawing me in with charisma. Yes, exactly. He has very high charisma. No one else does. They all used I don't know like dexterity as a dump stat or some shit. It, it, you know, the rising tide lifts all ships. Josh, uh, <laughs> him, him being so good does not take away from the movie. It only adds to the movie. And I just love that he put like a little bit of color on everything, including. <laughs> When he was like, hey, let me get a taste of that cocaine. And he puts his finger in it. They he puts it in his mouth. Yeah. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. That's such a funny way to test cocaine. Also, are you telling me because the cut scenes are bad, you don't play the hell out of House of the Dead 2 at the arcade? <laughs> no, I do love that. But you know what that has is endless streams of zombies. Did you see the end credits? How many people were credited as guards? Yes. <laughs> there was an endless stream of zombies in this movie. Go into that. <laughs> Wait for the ripoff report card. Ooh, a tease. I mean, the fight in the box factory is amazing. Yeah. It starts with Jim Brown and Robert Zadar in a scene together, which is amazing. Great. Give you that. We then go to, we cut to Father Daniel not really sneaking in somehow, even though it was quote unquote heavily guarded. He tickles. And he, yeah, he fuck, yeah, he tickles he the tickles wall. Tickles the wall. And the guard who apparently has the worst intuition just goes, I guess I should put down my gun when I go, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, it's great. He attracts an armed drug dealer the way I try to get my cat back onto the bed, like when I'm feeling cuddly and he's a little standoffish. (laughs) The way this scene plays out is like someone playing D&D for the first time thinks it will go if you just, like, throw a rock. (laughs) And people just go, oh, well, they wouldn't expect that there's somebody over here with a sword. Like, why would they not expect that? Everybody has a sword in this world. (laughs) It was like, no, 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 he wouldn't expect that. It's like, "Uh, I'm sorry, I'm the DM. (laughs) You die. While Father Daniel is beating the shit out of people, Robert Zadar and a weenie sort of second who also kicks ass who I'm sure was a director or producer. There's no way that person got that many Everyone shots. Everyone in this gang was a member of the crew, for sure. Well, it might have been <laughs> Scott Shaw. He's credited as Ace. Um, so maybe he's I, Ponytail? That must have I been I think him, he's though. Ponytail. Scott Shaw was Donald G. Jackson's late-era filmmaking partner. Donald oh. G. Jackson being the director of The Demon Lover. Yeah. D- oh. Donald G. Jackson also did additional cinematography for this movie. In the, cr- in really? the credits. Yeah. Well, because he and Tanya, like that whole crew, this is like, we're talking about late 80s, early 90s B-movie royalty, right? We're awesome. talking Robert Zadar, Jan Michael Vincent, Tanya York, Scott Shaw, Donald G. Jackson. Like they're Fucking all Jim making Brown. a bunch of movies. Well, sure, no, no, but like right after this, Tanya York would produce Frogtown 2, 
which she produced that. She also had a hand in writing that with Donald G. Jackson, with Scott Shaw, with Robert Zadar. Like, we're like we're talking about a cohort of of people making movies for like thirty thousand dollars, which is why this movie looks like absolute horrid dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> they get double crossed by Jim Brown, who sends goons in to yeah. and tries to take yes. the cocaine and the money. A move that has only ever gone well if cinema <laughs> has taught me anything. <laughs> and Robert Zadar says. Yeah, let's fuck him up. As if he really considered whether or not to do it. <laughs> no, that line read is incredible. Incredible. But again, it's Robert Zadar. Of course it is. Yeah, and then we get, you know, of course, the internal logic of the movie is encapsulated by this one part of the fight scene, which is Uzi versus Knife. Knife yep. wins. Yep. yep. <laughs> Aren't you a little far from church, father? I think you'd be a little safer in church, my son. Are you trying to threaten me, Father? No. Repent. Or suffer the consequences. Forgive this, Father. I think you'd be a lot safer in a church, my son. (laughs) I think you'd be a lot safer if you did. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. (laughs) It cut. The, the cut is so abrupt because then he's sitting at the breakfast table. So it was a vision of the night before? No, I think he's just daydreaming. I think he's reminiscing he's about... Like, I think, that was yeah. a cool, cool thing. I, I think I think that's what he's doing. Yeah, It's also great because because that, then there's like, they're like, Father Daniel, and he goes, I was just thinking about the past. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what question did you have? It was immediately <laughs> answered like, what was, was happening. Was this something that happened way in the past? But no, because the guy in the confessional, I was overthinking this entire time. You were, movie. yeah, no. He, His, he was... what, look, guys, not only did he tell you that scene you had seen was in the past, which is sort of how linear storytelling works, so <laughs> it didn't need to be laid out, but it was. Then sudden Jan Michael Vincent appears, and Jan Michael Vincent is reading the newspaper to tell about the scene we had just watched. Dude, yes. like, what also is insane because the police are like releasing the information that the vigilante was dressed like a priest, which does seem like something the cops would hold on to until they knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you would think that, but then when the police show up later and they go, the vigilante has been dressed up as a priest, do you know anything about that? And they go, no, I don't know anything about that. He goes, well, I don't have any more questions. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah. Guess we'll go over to the other archdiocese and ask them. Yeah, Father Daniel is just zoning out, thinking about all the people he murked last night. (laughs) And then all the confirmed kills he has. (laughs) (laughs) And Judy Landers insists on saying vigilante. (laughs) So funny. Again. She has no reason to be in the movie. It Except just, that, like, then there's the scene where she's, like, finding all his shurikens, <laughs> and it's just like, um... But that doesn't... She doesn't ex- say anything to no, anybody. It, it doesn't matter that she finds them. We know. Greg, a confession box is just four walls. Is not a bedroom also a confession <laughs> box if the priest is there? Some may argue yes. I know many priests would like what happens in their bedroom to stay. (laughs) (laughs) And she and she asks if he knows the vigilante who uses that exact same weapon. The vigilante. Vigilante. (laughs) 
What is that? That's my letter opener. Oh. I, I was cleaning and I, I just stumbled upon it. So why'd you take it? I heard you coming and I, I tried to hide it. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Can I just ask you one question? Yes. Well, you know the vigilante? He uses similar weapons. Does he? Yes. So what's your point? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. I'll see you later, Vernon. I feel like what he does is like a dead-eyed psychopath. It's like, that's my letter opener. Like, it was scary. <laughs> he was scary in that yeah, scene. Yeah, he gives her looks like, I was like, is he going to kill her? I do. Like, well, no, this... he's giving looks like, hey, Myrna, just so you know, there are two headlines in the papers. Which one do you hope I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Josh, you have mentioned so many lines. Like, you have such a deep, appreciation from other episodes I've come to learn of like bullshit quips just like uh, like semi clever cool guy things to say right because yes. it's both it can be even when it's done well it's like cool that was a cool line and when it's not done well you're like cool that didn't work at all and this movie <laughs> that's what father he walks on no, the scene no, I know where you're going I know where you're going the 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 sin is that eh, sin he does not oh i get it do, he <laughs> he's is he's he's cardboard he's not like his quips don't they're not interesting to me because he's not giving anything he's not performing even if it's bad a that's the that's, that's the, the juice. that's the that's thing the he's, he's a square jawed steel-eyed psychopath dressed as a priest holding guns and crucifix knives and coming up and blandly saying like, huh, I guess I'm her salvation. That's, <laughs> it's, it's a masterpiece. We do have to say, because we've glossed over it in the way that the movie glosses over it, the fact that Father Daniel has shown up to the diocese oh, yeah. early. Yeah, yeah. That which is important. was not emphasized in the movie nope. and is only interesting quote unquote because of the very end <laughs> the last shot it only the amount of generics in this movie is bonkers the fact that the first time otis goes to confession and he's like i have a blood disease and and his response is doctors doctors can help yeah doctors <laughs> and then and then at some point this woman is like i'm addicted to drugs and i couldn't get off the drugs and then i kept being on the drugs and all i needed was the drugs was just like do you not know one drug to use as, a, as an example <laughs> the beauty of a movie that at one point can't get a shot of Don Stroud running naked <laughs> inside an actual church, but can never get a shot of the outside of an actual <laughs> church. <laughs> Is so great. Wait, uh, Casey, Casey, can we dovetail this conversation and how you convinced a Catholic church to uh, let you shoot Thy Kill Be Done in it? Only if... Like indulgences have a statute of limitations. <laughs> if, if there's a sort of, if I can talk about it without it counting against my soul, I'm willing to. <laughs> uh, okay, 
All right, so when we made Thy Kill Be Done, we were looking for a, a church location. And I recommended, like, why not the church I grew up in, uh, which I, I almost named, but I suppose I shouldn't. I don't know. It's named after a saint. <laughs> and uh, we went to meet with the clergy. I don't, like, we weren't going to film anything in the church that was extremely objectionable. Never did I think anything anti-Catholic, but I figured that the rest of the script would not be something they'd like. You know, it it involved... Curses and violence. Curses and violence. Nothing the characters in Thy Kill Be Done were doing was any worse than what the Catholics did in the Inquisition. So, like, I don't know. It's a tough tough argument to be making in... Yeah. yeah, I think you know what, <laughs> Jamie. Brave of you to finally call out the Catholic Church on the Inquisition. <laughs> Their one mistake. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I uh, uh, I rewrote a script. You rewrote where uh, all the scenes we shot in the church stayed the same, but then the uh, the story changed where our nun main characters sort of lassoed the bad guys and hijinks and goof-em-ups. And, uh, you know, the townsfolk came up and, you know, they cleaned up the streets together through uh, maybe singing. They might have sang a song at the end. (laughs) I really laid it on. We just wanted the the room. Yeah. And they agreed to let us shoot the scene in there. And I remember we were scouting the location. The priest who was showing us around went... So, hey, what time of year is this mass scene? <laughs> Greg, I remember you and I like being like, oh, I don't know. We kind of decided on something that made sense for the... And he was like, oh, then your your Monsignor character wouldn't be wearing this. And he went back into like their socks <laughs> and like came out with the proper robes. <laughs> it was like, your character should totally just have this. Borrow this. This is what they would be wearing. In fact, you know what? Oh, you know what? You're shooting on Saturday. Saturday morning, the girls' choir practices. I'm sure we could get them. Like, if they were to come, they would totally. Oh, and we could get parishioners. Easy. I'll put out a newsletter. And they're like, got extras to come. We show up on the day. There's all these little girls singing these, like. like it's so great for me having no ties to this. And the guy is just offering all this free help. And I was just like, great. And Casey's like, ha, 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 ha. Oh, sure. Oh, boy. I, at that point, had already, you know, was not very religious. Had sort of uh, sort of left it behind in my ever. life. But I definitely started to feel like, okay, so <laughs> you're being really helpful. <laughs> Your eyes started to turn blue or gray or whatever yeah. color that was, and you just saw. Yeah, I, I kept putting my finger into the holy water bowl, hoping it wouldn't smoke. <laughs> just checking to see if it would smoke. And then I remember on the day of shooting, I, Greg and I were like talking to the lead actor, playing one of the nuns, and the priest comes over and is like, hey guys, uh, just I didn't want to interrupt. This is so cool, all the lights, everyone's so excited. Um, I just have one little surprise for you guys. I was like, God, no, please. <laughs> no more surprises. But you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Gosh, no. no. <laughs> oh, gee, Willikers, what? <laughs> and he was like, this is Sister Catherine. She's been a nun for almost 60 years. And she'd love to talk to your actors to just tell them how they comport themselves during the Monsignor's uh, homily. I was like, <laughs> okay, great. 
<laughs> so is that confession booth? Is that like open 24 hours? Is that something you can just... And then our lead actor <laughs> came over to us and was like, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> They're being too nice. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> And she was Jewish. <laughs> and we're like, we've been up for 72 hours. You're going to fucking, you're yeah. going to do whatever they ask yeah. you. To do. There is no heresy. <laughs> you know, so I'm truly counting on uh, Catholicism being fake. <laughs> boy, howdy if it ain't. Bro, bro, if we've learned anything, all you got to do is go to confession. That's true. Yeah. Between you, one you and four, because that's anything. it. That's all they got. <laughs> the, it keeps office hours. Yeah, if you can find coverage, of course. You got to find a Daniel somewhere. I, uh, here's the thing that boggles my mind. You said that this, this movie was slow. This movie fucking didn't even wait for its script i felt like the script was in the middle of saying something and they cut yes you're correct but a movie can be hyped up on amphetamines and like making you anxious by how fast it's going and you can still hover over the youtube link and be like oh my god there's still half an hour (laughs) left in this but that's not slow I would push okay, back that, okay. Like, okay. That, that, that you might be bored by it. Okay, like, okay, I will give you that. Yeah, All it's right. like, I find greatest hit records to be really difficult to listen to because I get tired after, like, three songs. Mm. I'm like, these are all bangers. We need we need a couple of, like, chill songs to, to yeah. port me through to the next banger. Yeah, this, this movie didn't have a mid-album ballad. <laughs> oh, actually, I disagree with that because that's all the Kim shit. All of, all of Kim's being like, I am a psychic, but I don't know what psychic means. And so we, so we have, a, so we have a priest being like, this is what psychic powers are yeah. for for fourteen minutes. You have the shinning, Kim. <laughs> How do you know about my gift? Do you call this sight? Well, I know someone else who has it, but. I have this ability to see things. I sometimes see them before they're actually happening, and it seems so real. I forget that I'm only dreaming. These visions are getting stronger and stronger over the last few weeks, and he has a different woman with him every time. Uh, He's torturing them. He's actually taking their their skulls out of their heads. These visions are haunting me. I cannot live a normal life. I'm scared. You know, I'll be in class, and the next thing I know is I'll be seeing someone getting murdered right in front of me. Just right now, you need to learn to control your sight. Then you'll be enlightened. <laughs> You really do seem to understand what I'm going through. Here's a question. How old is Kim supposed to be? Yes. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Because she's got a giant fucking stuffed teddy bear. She is fucking fucked up, man. 18 other teddy bears. A bow in her hair. And she lives with her mother. So film language would tell me she's like... 13? This movie doesn't have film like yeah. that. It's insane. This movie, this movie is film Esperanto. It's <laughs> it's for everybody. It's it's languageless. Yes. Also, these psychic powers were baffling to me in the sense of mostly they were showing footage of what was to come. I get that. That's psychic. I don't know because I understand that we got 
Father Daniel's big bug out eyes, I don't know if most of the scenes we saw are things to come. I feel like most of the visions he gets seemingly were just his ability to visualize what people were confessing to. <laughs> I, I know, like, he's, got imagination. A, he's got a good imagination. <laughs> Until the young lady who is also psychic came in and admitted she and confessed to being a psychic. I didn't even know this was psychic. This is a jam-packed confessional filled with first-timers who are willing to dish everything. Who are giving legitimately, like, I have a whole bunch of raw uncut diamonds at my house on 222 Fake Street, apartment <laughs> 666. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you shouldn't go there, I guess, yeah. if you were looking. That's like, Joey's club, right? Like, he. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you know? Also, my favorite running thing in this movie is Father Daniel saying something weird yes. and then other yes. people just blowing past yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, asking for clarifying information. It's like, why do you need to know that? Wait. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like, oh, the pig pussy cat, and like, oh, how do you know that place? Man, whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> our confessional is normally this detail-oriented, Father. It's like, it's like, oh, I just want to, you know, the whole story in case you have smaller sins hidden in the big sins. You know, I want to, I want to just totally zero you out. You know. Do we understand the scene where a random priest? Is also talking oh, to Father Daniel crazy. about like how he shouldn't be the right hand of God, but we don't know who this priest is. And he never comes. That back. was like his. That was like an old friend priest who, <laughs> yeah, who was yeah, who was like you take lives, Father Daniel, and he says, <laughs> "No, I give choices." I also. He, he's also like so crazy quick to yeah, anger, that but also equally hard quick to like just ig- ignoring. That his vigilanteism, he's like, ah, you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, okay. But you thanks for coming to it. visit me here. You know, I get a day off on Friday, so why don't we go up to like the Griffith Observatory together? <laughs> yeah, I'd really like that. Stop killing people. Okay, I won't. And, and this is part of my thesis that this is spotlight. This movie is spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is literally like, mm. yeah, I know that you kill people. I know that it's wrong. I will do nothing about it. You know you will just continue to get transferred. I love you. They knew, and they didn't do anything. Yeah, was was that priest Mark Ruffalo is yes. the question, I suppose. Mm, I don't know. I have doubt. <laughs> it's so good. It's so great. And yeah, he's like, the same thing's going to happen to you that happened at St. John's and St. Paul's. You know, you'll be quietly moved to another diocese. <laughs> and because it's the 80s, no one will ever question. Yeah, and face no repercussions whatsoever. I don't know why we had the I don't know why we had the first confessional scene because it literally tells us nothing. nothing. Oh, like, well, it just tells the, us that he's semi-psychic he, yeah, or yeah. has a good imagination. That's that's it. Yeah, it definitely didn't read as psychic. It just read as bigoted. Yeah. Yes! Yeah. Father, I've never been to confession before, but I have to get something off my chest. Go ahead, my son. Well, Father, I... I, I like to dress up as a woman. You know, makeup and everything. Is it a sin, Father? Are you homosexual? No, no, Father. I'm a married man. But what I really want to know, though, is it a sin? 
Yes, it's a sin. But it is interesting to me in the case of when he's taking the confession of the guy who likes to dress in women's clothing and sees a vision of him dressing in women's clothing, which then implies that that guy was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep doing this then. <laughs> and, I, and good for that guy is what I'm saying. It was like, oh, no. It was like, oh, this is just anti-queer fucking Catholic shit, which sucks. Yeah, par for the course. Sucks, but it, like, it, it got into my head. I was like, wait a minute, is this is this movie actually Catholic? Like is this movie actually pro Catholicism? It fucking seems and like that's, it. Yes, no, I think it's, it's fan like it. fiction written by a priest under mm. a pseudonym. For sure. And yet that <laughs> priest was Tanya York. Yeah, and I fucking loved that. <laughs> I like <laughs> I hated that included the anti queer stuff, but yes. like I, th- 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 I I will admit one it set me up for the rest of the movie because it did make me think like holy shit this is written by actual Catholics this is very funny <laughs> and then two yeah. when the guy is telling Father Daniel uh, you know I dress as a woman and Father Daniel pictures it <laughs> and then <laughs> it's on you Father Daniel yeah and then uh, the guy's like is that a sin <laughs> Father Daniel goes. Yes, it's a sin, God. <laughs> Why would you ask me that? What are you, an idiot? Really got me. But again, as I said earlier, if his psychic visions are any indication, it means that this person continues to live their best life and good for them. I hope so, right. I totally does, hope he so. He does describe like the sight in the most boring way possible later in the movie. He says... It's also called the sight. That's the most boring thing for this. Allows you to see what's about to happen or is happening elsewhere. That's the Mm. that if you were trying to as boringly describe psychic powers as possible, that would be it. This movie, some of the dialogue feels like it was translated from Aramaic. (laughs) If this was directed by Alex Cox, it would be heralded as visionary because of using all these generics. You know, you can't take divine enforcer literally. It's all about what the stories tell you about yourself. Yeah, you know, it was a story written a long time ago by someone, and the story, you know, sort of informs your moral decisions more than as the written text. Yeah. And then a serial killer goes to a confessional. (laughs) It's so lonely. Walking out there on the streets alone at night. With this awful, raging, eating feeling inside of me. Tell me, have you ever felt the organs in your body moving around? Have you ever felt like your fucking head was changing shape and you were going to explode. No, of course not. You wouldn't feel anything like that because I am what I am and you're what you are. And you know, I don't ridicule you for being a priest. Oh my God, oh my God, I'm a faint. I must. I must get sustenance to survive. I must. Do you need food, my son? Oh, what the fuck are you talking about food? I don't need your kind of food. I need blood, father. Blood. I, okay, I do admit I really, really liked the 
performance of Otis, the serial killer. Oh, he's so good. The vampire of Los Angeles. Can we get some background info on him? I did not do the ripoff report card on him. <laughs> he's a fucking this guy. He's just a maniac. He's an ex-surfer, right? He's an ex-surfer? Yeah. yeah, he was born in Hawaii. He's he's He did a lot of television in the 60s. He did a lot of movies in the 70s, 80s, 90s. He did a, a decent amount of low-budget, absolute trash garbage like this. He was he was the, the villain in License to Kill, which mm. is a part of oh. Bond's less famous and uh, <laughs> generally regarded as worse <laughs> era. Um, but he's in... Taxi driver as like a cop. He plays he plays a lot of cops or villains, mm-hmm. which should tell you something yeah, yeah, about yeah. casting. <laughs> Interesting. I've never expected in my life to watch a serious movie where what could only be described as a methed up meatloaf is <laughs> is monologuing while f- filling a skull. That he's fashioned into a bowl with cornflakes and milk that he has not kept in the refrigerator and then eating it while he's monologuing. And I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Also, to be that prop department having to clear out the dollar Halloween store of its skeleton of its skeleton skulls. So many skulls. In 1991, a dollar was more expensive, you know? That's true. And that store is different. Higher quality. Did you guys, I mean, I, I suppose it, it is, it paints a, a, a different and maybe more visual picture, but they kept saying that he's taking the skulls from his victims. Yeah. Which is true, but I feel like eventually you'd just say he'd cut off their heads, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, isn't it, it, it take... does imply that they know what he's doing with the skulls. <laughs> yeah, no, like, <laughs> Right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a very, very good point. The song doesn't go, I want to cut off your head. I need to cut off your head. It's, I want your skulls. I need your skulls. Okay? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. If it's not a weird owl or they might be giant song, I'm lost. <laughs> you don't know a misfits? Come on. <laughs> oh, they're the people with the skulls. They, they're, you know what? It's the one thing that they want. Simply <laughs> more than anything. <laughs> And just god. scoops fucking skulls out of pots. Oh my god! It's just like there's so many skulls being taken Wait, out I, of I, different I, places. I missed that. What yeah, no, t- he's back at he's back at his house or wherever he lives, and he's taking the the skull out of like an a bleach acid wash. Oh, he's wash. bleaching it. Yeah, and there's like blood streaming down it, and he's just like. Am I going to kiss you? Nah, I'm not. Yeah. Not today. I should. <laughs> not today. <laughs> Poor Yorick. You're pretty cute. <laughs> I knew him, Horatio, in the biblical sense. Emphasis on Horatio. Because <laughs> he killed prostitutes. <laughs> yeah, the town had a smaller Horatio at the end of this movie. Am I right? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Best joke ever told. Yeah, that's the best. That is the somehow best. our highest mimetic and our lowest mimetic. It's like a Shakespeare <laughs> reference, and it's about killing sex workers. So, <laughs> kind of cover. It really does cover all bases. It's sort of a joke that encapsulates the divine enforcer, doesn't it? <laughs> Hello, baby. God, no. What a god, no. 
Which is great because it goes from that to Otis, our serial killer, just bringing in a bag of woman. Just, yeah. Yep. Bag o woman. One big loose bag of loose woman. Yeah. <laughs> to his lair, which is what? The annex of a high school? Yeah, like, where is this? What the fuck is this supposed to be? And this is my favorite scene of the movie. Yes. Be- yes and 100%. actually of any movie because it is the most batshit yeah. series of events. He goes completely buck wild in a way that I didn't know somebody could in a serious movie. He does like John Wayne Farley. Like, he's like, I'm oh, going to yeah. kill you and drink out of your skull in a van down by the river. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I was like, this was a choice you made. You while made eating s- cornflakes out of a skull, right? And it's- while trying to get her to drink blood her, her, herself. Oh, right. a blood he smoothie. Makes, he makes her a blood smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. He's smoothie. Blood and egg. <laughs> He's eating his cornflakes out of the skull, and he looks at himself in the mirror and has a crisis that sounds like he's saying, where did God go? Where did God go? I have no idea. It's completely incoherent. I mean, if I were to put meaning on it, uh, which I tried to, I assumed (laughs) it was like, oh my God, I can see myself in the mirror. Vampires can't see themselves in the mirror. Something's wrong. I need to drink blood. Why am I having cornflakes? Yes. That's how I I'm sorry. All I got was, was he, when he took the skull out and started pouring himself cereal, he said, God damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I also love this true. movie because the music is like Frank Zappa doing his noodly guitar solos, and then like in the scene of the box factory, it's slap bass streets of rage, and then like, and then we have Hiroko, who I don't know who that is, doing yep. Gloria Estefan in the middle of the oh movie. Oh my god! The, the movie I, it, cuts to a okay. music video. Wait, 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 it was yeah, a special. This is fascinating appearance. because this scene is painted as like. I don't know what, some kind of heresy, but it's clearly just a music video shoot. Like, there's nothing salacious about this whatsoever. Like, they are auditioning for a talent show. I don't know what they're doing. So, boss, we put on the back with the other broads or what? What are you, stupid? You do something like that and I'll break every fucking bone in your head. Nobody sees her except me, you understand? Now get out of my face. All to you, Hiroko. Now what you want to do? Last night, you're all I thought I I lay awake and fantasized. I really ache. Daniel walks in. He hears about all of this shit going down at a, I guess, music strip club? video production music company. Video? Yeah, because we just cut to a music video. It's just straight up a music video. There's Which people on stage dancing, and I assume it's a strip club because the character told us it was. Anytime a movie just cuts to a musical interlude that has nothing to do with the movie, that is a plus in my book. Yeah. <laughs> and and the guy, the strip club manager says. Don't let anyone see her. She's just for me. Like something like I that. But that. she's got like 12 backup dancers. Yeah. Yeah. She's got an yeah. entourage. It's fucking, yeah. Millie Vanilli is on stage. <laughs> yeah. It's not even like. 
like like when you see those seedy nightclubs and they're like singing one song for the person who owns it and you're like mm, that girl's never gonna sing here this is a well-produced like full-fledged production it's not even, it's not even like sexy music it's not like no! slow and writhing no. it's like cnc music factory yeah yeah like, it's like <laughs> gloria stefan or something up there no this girl's just getting her shot just give yeah, her a yeah. shot on the stage. America's <laughs> got talent, basically. Yeah. Fucking Father Daniel comes in and karate chops a table in half. <laughs> and then he starts whooping ass and shooting people. And then he psychically gives the man a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, God works in mysterious ways. In- and that's She moves beautiful. in mysterious ways. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We meet Kim, who also has the sight and... Oh, oh shedding. The shen. I, I love that Kim is in confession. She tells Daniel all about the site. And he says, okay, I'll help you in 30 minutes. And then she He's got to finish his shift, you yeah. know? Uh. And then Otis comes in for the third time, I think? Yep. Third confession. But this one might be my favorite because it has the line. <laughs> yes. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. No, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Jelly bean. The, the sauce he puts on that line read is whoa, chef's kiss. Just beautiful. Okay, the fact that Don Stroud did not have a John Travolta-like yeah. resurgence yeah. Huge due to this, this movie, it, it's nuts. Yeah. He is somehow selling crazy killer and is like essentially doing, talk about the shinning, like- Homer from that part, like (laughs) (laughs) all work and no blood make Otis something something. something. (laughs) Go crazy! Don't mind if I do. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel follows Otis out and then just lets him go. Yo, he went to confession, guys. He He has him. He went to confession. He is absolved. Father Daniel may not like it, but there are rules, as Eric Estrada will remind him once again in the next scene. He does tell Monsignor all about the fact that a serial killer came to tell him everything. He does not, and tell, he says, not tell him about him that. it. He does not no, tell he him. Tells, he, says, he says, someone came into confessional today who, and, and Eric just stops like, uh-uh, no, girl. Can't, you don't say that. <laughs> you he keep that tea in that cup. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He says it's between them and God. Catholicism's messed up, guys. <laughs> and then we immediately cut to Kim having a dream of her and Daniel getting all sexy in an art gallery. Mm. Most realistic thing in this movie is that dream, I feel like. <laughs> We're depending on... Oh, Jamie, what? Interesting. <laughs> no! <laughs> because okay. we don't know what the age of this... Kim is supposed to be. Is she 16 going on 17? Is she 27 going on 30? We don't know. But she's supposed to be this like young, innocent spirit. And the only person listening to her is this priest who she cannot be romantically attached to. So, of course, the first dream she has is a sex dream with this man. Which is then interrupted by a faceless Otis holding a skull saying something else incomprehensible. Also, this we had, this is coming out of a scene where this character says they see the future. So I thought like the priest and her were gonna bone. 
Yeah. I thought that yeah, was what like we Chekhov's were seeing. It's like Chekhov's dream sequence, but we never get a ding. It never comes back. Yeah. <laughs> well, we don't know because Daniel just disappears and maybe was never a priest to begin with. So maybe he went and like ripped the collar off in the end, <laughs> knocks on Kim's door and goes, psych. <laughs> Want to get Girl, to it? You crazy? He's an angel. Oh, yeah. This is he's uh, he's Decameron. Uh, don't look at me. I don't know what the fuck that is. That's a Pasolini thing. Yeah, <laughs> you uncultured swine. <laughs> Decameron was he in B2K? Yeah. <laughs> is that what you do to wine? Yes, Decameron. <laughs> My lady, may I Decameron your wife? <laughs> that that's how an Italian AC ass. A is to Cameron. <laughs> oh mama mia. Oh, here we go again. Monsignor, <laughs> may I ask you a question? Yes, of course. In confessional today. Strange man came in and he seemed to be in a lot of pain. And he said, that, Father Daniel, we uphold the sanctity of the confessional in this church. It is between you, the confessor, and God. I know God and I will sort it out. Would you excuse me, please? I have something I have to take care of. The Monsignor begrudgingly lets him go, but. Uh, instead of Daniel getting there, Otis gets there first and takes her away, saying that he is a friend of Daniel. Wait, it, Whoa. is that, does that happen? No. no oh, no, 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 no. that doesn't no, happen cause yet. Because he, he mercs the shit out of <laughs> Father, Adam, Father Thomas Christ. first. That's right. Nope, sorry. <laughs> Rewind. First, we get another scene of Jan Michael Vincent reading the newspaper because we just yes, kept yes. fucking shooting More. Jan Michael Vincent so, reading the newspaper and Eric Estrada not being into this. So if you like, if you like the idea of Jan Michael Vincent talking about the news, this movie's for you. Oh, perfect movie for you. And then and Father Daniel's like, I feel that Kim is in trouble or some shit, right? And so he he's like, I gotta go. Because I promised that hot young girl I'd, I'd go to her house. Right. So Eric Monsignor Eric Estrada's like, okay, Jan Michael Vincent, then you gotta cover his confessional shift. <laughs> this oh, is like working the fucking friolator at a McDonald's. <laughs> and then he goes to Kim's house and we see her in her demure room with her the big bow in her hair, clutching a big stuffed animal, and it's an extremely confusing image. And she thinks she's the next one, and Daniel consoles her. And then what happens? Uh, And and then Otis goes to confession again, but this time Father Thomas is there. Oh, and and he's naked. Let's not forget that. I mean, it's crazy to to have a scene where it's just like, Jan Michael Vincent is talking to a screaming window. That's the shot that we get. Is is Jan Michael Vincent looking like Jeffrey Dahmer being like... (laughs) So like what, what, uh, drunkenly like what do you, what do you want to talk about and fucking and then he's like hey hey come closer hey fucking it's not a trap I got one last I sin not a trap. Yeah, I got one last sin but I was embarrassed I gotta whisper it <laughs> <laughs> and then while he's luring this priest to his death he gets himself totally naked in the confessional a fucking bomb ass image that's like it's like yep. it was creepy a surprisingly creepy turn in this performance. 
you thought all the hinges had been unhinged, but there <laughs> were still hinges you, to go. You better, you better hold on to the rest of them hinges. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and he and he knifes all of his neck. My son, you need some help. Let me help you, son. Come closer. Can you hear me, Father? Father? Yes. Do you believe in life after death? Yes. And you know what? It is cool. Well, before asking... Do you believe in life after death? Which, like, if I my last thoughts as Father Thomas would be like, "What do you think?" That's kind of like my whole D. De- oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. I get it. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> as the light leaves his yeah. eyes. Then again, there is okay. a moment earlier when Jan Michael Vincent's like, "Wow, what kind of God would allow this to happen?" And Father <laughs> Daniel goes, "It's men are cruel, not God." And Jan Michael Vincent nods like. As if, like, yes, that was actually quite wise for me to hear. The person who's, like, been to seminary and thought about it before. <laughs> does Otis run naked through the church? Yeah. Is that in my yes, brain? No, he, did he that. does. That's that really what I'm happened. saying. Like, Casey, you don't have to feel bad because at least that never happened. Uh, not on camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and Father Daniel shows up. Back at home, and Father Thomas has been killed. Casey, I see where you would think that this moment would be something that Uh I am into. Because Daniel is, like, suiting up, and he looks Uh in the mirror, and he says, Open the gates of hell. And then he turns around. For I am the right hand of God. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm but, sorry. See, but see, okay, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, Josh. If you go to any church, you have like a parishioner up there being like, a reading from the gospel according to Matthew. Right. On this day of all days. <laughs> like, that's just, oh, is that's, it really just how right. it's read? It's really just how it's read. Also, I have to push back because you're right. The first half of that quip is open the gates of hell. And then he fucking... Catwoman's around to the camera and goes, "For I am the right hand of God." <laughs> it's like it's suddenly in my hell. I in my head, I think I dulled the whole thing down. Half that line was guest directed by Bob Fosse. Yes. <laughs> Can I help you? Yeah, uh, Father Daniel sent me to pick you up. Otis starts drinking her blood and then has a vision of like one of his past victims, which again confuses the hell out of me because they're saying like we're coming to get you Barbara to take what's ours I'm a big fan of the like ghost women from fucking Hot Topics past being like (laughs) the like Alanis Morissette like crowd being like we're coming for you men (laughs) and I'm here to remind (laughs) you of the women you killed and you got away (laughs) you 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 I don't know (laughs) then Daniel comes shows up shoots Otis in the shoulder with my absolute favorite line of the entire fucking movie oh really not not repent or pay the price and his response is 
piss on you. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I'm a visible baby. And Take also with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the floor. He starts to untie Kim. A- apparently somewhere in the middle, Otis is fucking rolling 20s on his stealth <laughs> yep. checks because he's... Double tap, yeah, bitch! he's just out of there. He yep. just is... He's out there. Zips and into the hall. Father Daniel, rather than finishing the job of just, like, untying, Kim goes, wait, I'll be right back. And fucking <laughs> leaves her. And she's oh, like, amazing. And, and she's like, um... Uh, he could come back at any moment while yeah. you're tracing and, him. Just and does! <laughs> and does in the next moment. <laughs> does, does come does. back in the next out, he knocks out Father Daniel, returns, and then Daniel like stumbles back in, and then he stabs Otis with his cross dagger. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give me the strength to end this. God forgives that I don't. And says, uh, The Lord's Prayer. What's the Lord's Prayer? Our Father who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be be thy name. name. Which is also how we end the kill be done. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Are you sure you didn't see this movie and then just like memory hole it and uh, take the pieces? I think that, like, Every Catholic has a version of this movie inside of them. <laughs> I think that we all have inside it. Inside of you, there are two wolves. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. now I'm just imagining a movie where a rabbi kicks in. Well, write that. It's called The Hebrew Hammer. Hebrew Hammer, yeah. I, and I fucking love that movie. It's one of the only Hanukkah movies we have, damn it. Again, you control media. What I know. Is, I don't know. It. I don't know what's stopping us. We're getting in our own way. We're self-hating Jewish producers. Is it? Yeah. Is it because you're like <laughs> you know that you won't go to see it because you'll be like, well, it won't yeah. be good. It won't be as good as Hebrew Hammer. So <laughs> yeah, why bother? I could stay at home. <laughs> Speaking of nebbish men. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we, we get the last shot of the, the movie. Wi- oh my god, this last shot is is bananas. Your screen debut. Yeah, Daniel frees Kim, and then we cut to the Monsignor asking Myrna where Daniel is, and there's a knock at the door. They open the door. There's a uh, nebbishy man who looks exactly like me, listeners. <laughs> I am in this movie, and it is disturbing. It was so great. This movie I already loved. From beginning to end, I was so into it. The last scene, my buddy Josh sneaks on and just like, crazy movie, huh? I was like, yo! <laughs> What's going on? I wish I popped up in every movie at the end just to look into the character like, hey, Casey. It's yeah. so crazy. How about this movie? This is crazy. And it's why it was it was sort of extra heartbreaking, Josh, to learn that you weren't as into this because you were... Well, because I'm in it. Maybe that's it. You were too close. Yeah, you know, when you're so close to the source material. Where's Father Daniel? Hello, my name is Father Daniel. 
Okay, for this ripoff report card, uh, I'm going to, from memory, parody one of Hariko's uh, classic hits. One of those songs we all know, the Hariko track, from memory. <laughs> Let me just track to the point in my memory where I <laughs> remember the Hariko song. Well, thankfully, he has ad blocker in his brain. <laughs> break, break. So, boss, what do you think of the girl? Ah, no, shit. Wait, that's dialogue. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, I know the ripoff report card. Let's go, Hiroko. That's why I'm going to learn about the people who made this movie. I'm Hariko, international superstar, and I can't wait to hear about the ripoff report card. (laughs) The Divine Enforcer ripoff report card is brought to you by Nosferatu Skull Polish. Give the skulls of your victims a polish so good you can use it as a mirror, which you probably can't because you're a vampire. (laughs) Don't worry about it. You look great. (laughs) Josh wrote that joke. Yay. (laughs) Halfway through my watch of the Divine Enforcer, knowing I was going to be on the ripoff report card duty this time around, I thought my report was in the bag. Vampire of Los Angeles? More like Vampire of Sacramento, for which this movie was clearly inspired. A true crime of infamous proportions featuring Richard Chase, a serial killer, cannibal, and necrophile who killed six people between 1977 and 1978 and gained notoriety for drinking his victim's blood. I just had to tactfully change the Wikipedia article just enough in a way to make a high school student at 6 a.m. the day before a paper is due proud. And bada bing, bada boom, we've got a classic Jamie Kennedy bummer ripoff report card. <laughs> but then, when we were for some reason still watching the scrolling credits to this film, everything changed. Much like a six-foot-tall priest who shows up to your Van Nuys apartment and helps clean up the streets, a miracle came knocking on my door. Buried amongst the cast members in a bafflingly long list of guards was a name I recognized. Steve Thibault. Flashback to nine years ago, 2013. I was a wee babe on the Fox lot here in Los Angeles on my first real television job. I was a post-production assistant on Modern Family. That show was on top of the world, and the people who made it were kings. And I was but a doe-eyed kid burning DVDs every morning of the daily shot the previous day and delivering them to important creative heads. One of those people was Stephen Thibault. Thibault, as everyone called him for short, was the production sound mixer on Modern Family, and honestly, the least intimidating person I had to deliver to on a daily basis. <laughs> Every day I would wander over to set, walk up to his little sound corner, and hand over his DVDs while he struck up a conversation asking how things were going. Even if they were in the middle of the take, he would take a moment to say, thanks, and then I would go over to Crafty and stuff my face before returning to my desk. (laughs) For two years I did that, and even when I had graduated to assistant editor and found myself on set less and less, he would still always say hi and chat when our paths did cross. As a courtesy, I got to attend the 100th episode party when I started on Modern Family, despite only having been there for four of the 100 episodes. And while I awkwardly stood around not really knowing anyone, there he also said hi to me and Josh at that party. I cannot stress enough how wonderful a guy Thibaut is. And Thibaut was great for Modern Family. In a show that was consistently an awards juggernaut, Thibaut took home three Emmys for his work on it and remained one of the few people still gathering nominations for that show at its end. Stephen Thibault was born in 1968. (laughs) (laughs) 
A California native. In his early life, he enjoyed playing golf, but when he started to attend university, sound became his hobby and eventually his career. In 1987, he began working in sound for film and television, starting as a boom operator under Pat Tuma. He eventually worked his way up to be an on-set mixer. He caught the bug for sound mixing so badly that after college, he bought $30,000 worth of sound equipment on credit cards and told himself it was time to sink or swim. In 1989, Thibaut Thibaut mixed his first film and was hooked. And that movie... Well, it might not have actually been Divine Enforcer, but Divine Enforcer was pretty damn near the first one. And we on this podcast won't hold Otis's dialogue against him. (laughs) But not only was Divine Enforcer one of the first movies Thibaut ever mixed, it was also his first on-screen death, as the aforementioned list of guards implies. This podcaster has not quite been able to pick out which guard death was Thibaut, but she has narrowed it down. And despite acting not being his primary field, I admire his dedication to what clearly needed to be an all-hands-on-deck situation to populate the drug bust scene with as many extras as they couldn't afford. (laughs) Since his time maybe plugging in microphones, maybe not, in Divine Enforcer, Thibaut has never stopped working. (laughs) From Modern Family to American Pie 2 to Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, he even won an Emmy for his work on the webisode version of Children's Hospital. Sure, he may not have murdered six people and drank their blood, but amongst the sound community, he is an absolute legend, and not too bad of an on-screen goon either. So for those reasons, I think Steve Thibault is more than worthy to be Divine Enforcer's rip-off report card. I'm so bummed, though, you almost made an I Am Legend joke in there. <gasps> you, you, you said he's not a vampire, but he's a he, legend. Like, there's no! That's why we gotta workshop things! <laughs> we expect you at rehearsal, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get happy when I think about Thibaut. I get excited when I think about how much better he got at sound recording and mixing. Because this movie sounds pretty bad. Ooh, rip off the board card. Ooh. Rip off the board card. <laughs> Also, you made a sink or swim joke. Uh, yeah. That, oh, so. ah, God damn it. <laughs> uh, wait, that wasn't on purpose? No. <laughs> that was, so that was a direct credit. quote from take an interview. I will. I will. I'll take credit. Take credit. Yes, sink spelled C-Y-N-C. Yes, I did that. <laughs> C-Y-N-C? I mean, S-Y-N-C. Um, I have a blood disease. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Classmates, that was the divine enforcer. Now, everyone... Uh, stand now to the knees. <laughs> Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> Five odds this time. Cha cha, real smooth, <laughs> but not too smooth. <laughs> Only as smooth as the Lord may allow, Josh. <laughs> Leave six feet for Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what from the Divine Enforcer may end up in the revelations of Video High? What may end up on the final test? God forgives this movie. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say how 
wrong Josh is. <laughs> How, if, dear listener, please, God, do not listen to this idiot, this Philistine. If I had a collection of movies that are just like Divine Enforcer, I would be like a pig in shit. So uh, watch it. That's it. Josh is wrong. I love. Uh, I love. Josh being so wrong. I'll always remember what my own Monsignor said to me once. He went, la, 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 no, 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 I'm not listening, not listening, ba, 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 nom, 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 woo, woo, woo. Amen. Your Monsignor was in police academy? <laughs> yeah, Monsignor Michael Winslow. Hi, I'm Jamie Kennedy, the Video High podcaster. What? Wait, but then who? <gasps> <laughs> Thank you for joining the mass, teehee, I mean class, for the Divine Enforcer. Like we said at the beginning, Video High will be taking a brief summer break, but we will see you back in class in September. Thank you so very much, Seth Applebaum of Ghost Funk Orchestra and Gabriella Tessitore of the band Scout Harris for our theme song. Thank you, Justin Ferraro of the band The Rizzos for our other music. Thank you, Ann Shearer for our logo. And thank you to our teacher, Mr. Philip Marlowe. Check us out on Instagram at Video High Podcast and on Twitter at VideoHigh.pod. And check out some of our old lessons while you wait. From all of us here at Video High, Greg Hansen, Jamie Kennedy, Josh Roth, and little old me, Casey Regan. Without uh, reading it, I just want to ask the room, should I do Irish accent, Italian accent, or no accent? Italian Italian. Mm, I'm least confident about that. (laughs) (laughs) In some ways, that makes me the most confident about our decision. Okay. Uh, uh, In your ear. Podcast Network.